Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the UC's Doctors Book Club. My name is Pooja. I'm Sarah. And I'm Harshini. And we have a special guest today for our season three premiere. It is a our, it is Mahima's second time being on this podcast. Welcome back, Mahima. Thank you for having me. It's me again. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I love the enthusiasm. Um, okay. So for our season three, episode one, you know, premiere episode for season three, I repeated myself there. Don't worry about it. We will be talking about the book, A Simple Favor by Darcy Bell. And very similar to our season two premiere in this episode, we'll be talking about the book as well as the movie starring Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Um, so since we have a lot to talk about today, I'm just going to keep this intro brief and I'm going to hand it off to Harshini to give us a spoiler-free summary of the book. Cool. So basically, this book starts off following Emily. No, Stephanie. Oh my God. Okay, guys, just to give you a heads up, I'm going to confuse their names throughout this entire podcast. Okay, Stephanie, best friend of Emily. Um, so Stephanie is a mom that um, has a blog and she is kind of sharing throughout the book, like, blog posts about you know tips about motherhood and things like that and through these blog posts and her like own kind of narrative you learn the story of her and her best friend Emily who's also a fellow mom and basically they met from their kids becoming friends um their kids are like five years old classmates become friends and want to hang out with each other um so that's how Stephanie and Emily start to become friends um, and they become close enough that like basically Emily starts asking her for favors like oh can you pick up Nikki from school and they're like constantly at each other's house but since um, Emily is more of like a working mom she has this like cool PR job for this fashion big fashion person um, in Manhattan so she basically asks um, Emily, Stephanie one day to um, pick Nikki up from school and is like, oh, I'm just, you know, I have a meeting or something running late, um, but she goes missing. And so the, by the beginning of the book, you're kind of wondering what happened to Emily. Stephanie is blogging about it and trying to, you know, figure out more about her life and in the process kind of becomes closer with Emily's husband. So all this stuff ends up happening. And I think I can say this because it's in the Goodreads summary, but Emily turns up dead. Um, so it's kind of a murder mystery situation. Obviously the husband is a big suspect. And I think this book is very much Gone Girl vibes. Um, so yeah, with all of that, um, and the movie is the same premise. Um, I will pass it on to Sarah to give her spoiler-free review. Okay, so I am not a fan of this book or movie. <laughs> I think it's a given because I hate this genre, uh, but 
I would probably rate the book a little better than the movie with the uh book at 2.75 stars and the movie at two stars I have a feeling we'll all rate the movie low considering half of us slept through the movie (laughs) but (laughs) I yeah so the movie is not great I remember seeing the trailer the movie I didn't realize it was to this book and I was like oh that's such a cool trailer like it has like lively in it like gossip girl and you know it has I don't know I was like so excited for the movie and then I watch it and I'm like this is like a horrible movie the movie I think one thing the book did a good job of was like developing the characters but for well I can't say a lot of justifications for this but for the movie I like if I didn't read the book beforehand, I feel like what the fuck is going on? Because they the characters were so little developed. I I just didn't like it, they would tell you things would happen and I just didn't see it in the movie and I knew it happened because the book and then I was like, I don't know, I was really lost in the movie and if I hadn't read the book before, I would be like this movie makes literally no sense at all. Uh, I didn't really like the book either just because I hate it when <laughs> there's this girl that does I don't that's super manipulative and she can manipulate anything <laughs> I just hate and then there's like this sweet innocent well not sweet I hated her too I hated both of them but like the sweet innocent it's like so easy to easily manipulated I just I hate that dynamic so much, which was very, very strong in this book, which is why I just like I could I couldn't read this book because I was just pissed off every time where I was like, just be your own fucking person, please. Uh, and then. Yeah, I just hated every single person in this book everything time something happened I got pissed off more and by the end I was like so close to just being like maybe I should just have you guys tell me the ending because I for the love of God do not want to finish this book but anyway that is my rating (laughs) I oh review would I recommend I would 100% not recommend the movie as for the book I don't know. There are better books out there. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't read it. I'm just saying you could do better. Uh, and I, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah. So, uh, Mahima, what did you think about the book in the movie? Oh my gosh. Actually, it's really interesting that you talked about like the order in which you like read the book and view the movie because I read the book after viewing the movie. So, and it did make sense. Like the movie made a little bit of sense to me. Oh, but before I get into that, my ratings of things, I agree. The movie was not good. That should get two stars, like maximum that we're pushing it with two stars. And then I would give the book three. I think because I read the book after the movie, it like really makes me appreciate how much better books are than movies. And so there was just like, like you said, like a lot more character development in the book itself. And like, yeah, the book is just a lot more interesting. Um, 
yeah which is being kind to the book because it's not a great book sorry sorry Darcy um I think like so much of it is very surface level like you said like they play into like really like big tropes of like manipulation and someone is weak and someone is strong and like they make it so clear-cut without like a lot of the nuance of like how dynamic people can be um yeah and a lot of the book focus or like a lot of I mean both the book and the movie like focus on gender and like there's not at all anything about like race or anything like that so that's I, I think like another reason it feels very surface level um would I recommend it yeah definitely not the book or sorry not the movie definitely don't watch the movie because <laughs> I've actually seen it before and I didn't even realize it and that's how like forgettable it is that I'd seen it before and couldn't even remember and then I, I agree that the book is like take it or leave it like I think you'll you can like certainly live life without it um but I think if you read it like it's such a quick read that you can like I don't think you'll feel like it's a waste and I'm going to pass it to Pooja what did you think okay so this is interesting because I have a completely different interpretation of this book <laughs> compared to both Sarah and Bagima. Um, okay, so with the movie, two stars. For me, I, the, when Sarah said, oh, half of us slept during the movie, I slept during the movie. <laughs> I would like one star is the fact that I like all the actors in other things. Like, I think they're all really good actors, like Henry Golding, Blake Lively, Anna Kendrick. They're all really good actors and I like them all in different things. So that's one star. The second star is for all of Blake Lively's outfits in this movie. <laughs> that is why this book is getting two stars. Oh, also Blake Lively's house. <laughs> Very nice set. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. That That's the only, like, I didn't, I like this. This movie was like, I don't know. I probably will forget about it in the year, like not a memorable movie. Um, okay, as for the book, See, I came, so I obviously, like, I knew this was, like, a mystery. I didn't know the plot line or anything like that. I knew that there were, like, two people. Um, one thing I think that is important to mention is the fact that this book, uh, both, all narrators are unreliable, meaning that, like, we can't, we as readers aren't supposed to take any of them at face value for what they say anyway. So it's just, like, all of, I, and I happen to, like, unreliable narrators or unreliable protagonists and I think I really liked how all the protagonists in this book were unreliable and unhinged like there were certain like I, I think that the author is pretty good at like maintaining that unreliable nature throughout the book and I felt like the author you know like there were certain parts where Stephanie like we're following her um, perspective for most of the book and there were certain parts where she like slipped up and showed this other side of herself that she was like trying not to show throughout and there were like certain passages where you could like I, I'm pretty sure she like intentionally the author like intentionally made her sound a little bit different like slipping up on like her facade of being like this nice mom or whatever and I just liked how like the author kind of like had that throughout the thing and like a lot of this book was like it was riddled with cliches I don't really mind a cliche like there's one major cliche that we'll talk about in the spoiler section, which I saw like from like the first few pages and I was like, okay, yeah, this is happening. And it's like, fine, whatever. 
Um, but I was thoroughly entertained. I did not have high expectations from the book. All I just wanted to do was be entertained throughout and the book delivered that. And for that, I'm gonna give it five stars. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I don't have such a high thing from a book. Like I'm just like, if it entertained me and it did what I thought it would do, that's fine. I was not, this is not my new favorite book. I wasn't expecting it to be, but I was entertained throughout. And that is what it, that is what I expected from it. That's what it did. So five stars from me. <laughs> um, all right, we can have our debate in the spoiler section. Um, but before that, I'm gonna hand it off to Parshu to give us, oh, wait, did I tell you if I recommend, okay. I. I would it, I would recommend this book if you don't really like if you just want to be entertained by a quick read as Mahima was saying like this is a super quick read like it's just easy to read also uh, if you have a problem with unreliable narrators or really unlikable characters like I didn't like any character in this book they were all bad but if you have a problem with that or if you don't like your protagonist to be unlikable then avoid the book because you won't like it um, okay yeah now Harshini spoiler free review Okay, I have never been more shocked than on this podcast than you giving this book five stars because I too gave this book, like I was gonna say 2.75 stars. I was like, oh, Sarah gave the same rating. But I actually also have a differing opinion in that I liked the movie better. Not that I liked either really very much, but I liked the movie better. Um, I think personally, I don't expect a lot from movies, kind of like what Pooja was saying. Like, I will watch the shittiest movie, especially if it's like with other people. I'm like, all right, like, um, you know, maybe these next couple hours will be a waste, but we can make fun of this together. Whereas you can't really read a book together. And like, I don't know, this is the kind of book that like, actually, I don't really stop books in the middle. I don't know. I, I might have stopped the book in the middle. I like, I feel like I usually don't do that. And obviously it was like, I got to read the book for the podcast, <laughs> but um, yeah, this book, I don't know. I feel like, as I said, in the summary section, it is very Gone Girl vibes, but I felt like, um, not that I compared this book to Gone Girl that much, but I, I liked that book and I didn't really like this book because I just feel like what happened didn't really make sense to me. It didn't like, I, I didn't love how the plot unfolded. Um, I also feel like there were just a few changes in the movie that like I personally remember that I thought were better. Um, I think that's definitely debatable. I think in some ways, hopefully this is not a spoiler, like the movie characters were a little bit more like good or bad. Um, like they were on kind of one side, not necessarily, but I would say more so than in the movie where, or sorry, the book where I feel like it was a little more developed in the sense of like characters having different parts of their personality, but I just felt like some things didn't add up to me. So we'll love to chat about that. Um, but yeah, I also feel like I enjoy a movie with actors and actresses I know so I was like oh look it's Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick <laughs> I, I also have watched this movie before but it is extremely forgettable I remembered nothing until I got to the end and I was like okay I kind of remember this um but yeah I would honestly not recommend either I feel like there are other 
other movies you can watch, other books that are more also gripping thrillers. I felt like this as a thriller did not get me as like excited and I, I wasn't like really rushing through this book like I would normally re- like read a thriller super fast. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> guess we all have very, uh, I don't know, Pooja has a different opinion about the book. I have a different opinion about the movie. We got some varying opinions here. Um, so honestly, maybe, I don't know, either you can find out more <laughs> when you read the book and check it out, or maybe a movie is like more your jam to easily watch it. But I guess none of us recommended the movie, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I do agree that there are certain aspects of the movie that's better. Like I liked the ending in the movie much better than the ending in the book. Yeah. apparently Pooja doesn't think so but, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it okay. anyway yeah so this is your sign to go pause the podcast if you want to go watch the movie or listen to the book otherwise we will get into the spoiler section of the podcast so <laughs> Um, should we get into the ending or should we start okay I so okay I guess I have to explain the plot first so as Hashini mentioned there's Stephanie who's quote-unquote best friends with Emily uh Emily is married to what's his name Sean 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 uh and then uh, Emily asked Stephanie to pick up her kid Nikki once since Nikki and Stephanie's kid are friends. <laughs> I, I literally don't remember his name. Apparently, Miles. 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 Okay. And I was like, I don't remember this name at all. <laughs> yeah, Nikki and Miles are friends. So she picks Nikki up and then she expects Emily to pick Nikki up later when she gets back from work, but she never does. Then they find a body. Uh, and as Sean and Stephanie are working through their grief, they find each other. <laughs> they start hooking up uh, and then they begin living together. Um, then Emily comes back from the dead. It turns out she, actually her twin sister died. She didn't die. And she's back pissed at Sean for cheating on her. Uh, turns out he knew she shouldn't have been dead, even though he didn't, he's too dumb to realize it. But they were attempting an insurance scam. So Sean had this big, Um, life insurance claim on Emily and their goal was to look make it look like Emily died in an accident and then get two million dollars and then move to Europe and so they can actually live their lives with Nikki because at this point they're just working and not actually enjoying time with their kid anyway uh 
they so Emily comes back because she misses Nikki she doesn't want to stay away until the insurance claim goes through but her her reappearance causes some problems for one well I guess it depends okay the the plots diverge a bit here so in the book uh I actually don't remember the plot in the book what happened in the book basically what ends up happening is that she so she there's like some there's an insurance agent who's like investigating this thing and basically he kind of like realizes that there's something fishy going on and then Emily basically kills him and then she kind of like frames Sean because she's like I gotta get rid of him too because he's like unreliable and she gets like really upset that he kind of started a relationship with Stephanie even though like he was in on the plan like he knew what was happening but he didn't really know that like she had a twin sister and she he didn't know the specifics of the plan but he knew that this plan was in motion anyway Emily doesn't trust him anymore so she decides to like pin everything on Sean and she says that oh like she kind of goes to Stephanie and says he has been amusing me and then Stephanie kind of takes her side now and then she and Stephanie kind of scheme to like basically like ruin Sean's life and Stephanie goes and talks it like puts on her blog that Sean has been doing this and like um support Emily and then yeah and then basically like Sean is kind of out of the picture but not really the major twist at the end here is that like um there's another insurance investigator or like someone investigating Sean and like and then she sees that there's like holes in Sean being the person who's like doing all this stuff and she comes back to Emily and then Emily points her to Stephanie and she's like oh you know Stephanie she she also was part of this you know she's sketched too and then like she kind of blames Stephanie also and like the end it's like she pins something on Stephanie for the thing but she kind of gets away scot-free that's basically oh she does she pin the like murder of the other insurance guy on on Stephanie yeah which yeah I mean Stephanie was definitely there and helped to cover it up but oh yeah I totally forgot she pinned stuff on Stephanie but like also before that Stephanie was like working with Emily helping her right yeah Yeah. man did did she get away with this got free I thought it was kind of up in the air I mean, she like in she it's definitely acting. it's definitely more scot free than the ending for the movie. Yes, that is true. Yeah, you want to you want to explain the ending? Of the <laughs> okay, turns out I remember the book fly, not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, in the movie, it's like she also like when we find out that um, Emily is alive, and then Emily comes back and kind of reveals herself as like having been abused by Sean also um but basically in the ending Emily and no sorry Stephanie and um Sean are working together to like put on this act to get Emily to commit to her crimes and also a big twist here is that um, I don't think we mentioned yet the twin sister being killed in the book. It was more like the twin sister was suicidal and 
she was in this cabin with um Emily and basically Emily kind of like like led her to not like didn't even try to help her and like be like oh don't do this or anything she didn't like really kill her but like kind of let her go towards like suicide whereas in the movie she actually like drowned her sister um and I don't think the drowning part like do you remember if the drowning part was like her trying to kill her sister for the whole insurance scam or I don't know she's just like a bad person honestly that's oh man now that you pose that question I don't know <laughs> <laughs> because she also her and her sister when they were younger had killed their father and like set their house on fire and killed their father because their father was abusive towards them um and yeah we are <laughs> totally forgetting what happened with like why exactly she drowned her I think it was similar in that they went to the cabin and stuff and her sister definitely I don't think was suicidal in the movie like this was legit yeah. there was like more of a motivation in the movie to like actually do something because in the movie the sister like wanted money from I was gonna say Blake Lively but from Emily <laughs> whereas in the book it was more that like she like I feel like they were they had more of a sisterly connection in the book that made which made her even more evil for like actually killing like contributing to the death of her sister and then she realized that oh this is such a convenient thing we can do the insurance thing now because I can fake die I don't know there's a lot of plot holes here <laughs> wait also yeah. in the movie I Am I remembering it wrong that there, I didn't feel like there was any mention really of like the insurance stuff. I thought it was no. mostly that like um, Emily and like her sister who in the movie are like hope and faith and then their lost sister Charity. Chastity. <laughs> 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 You're right. Oh my gosh. I'm going to forget Chastity. <laughs> but like those like hope and faith like killed their parents or like some something like that right like set the cabin on fire and then but that was like such a departure from like the book where they're so close in like a different way like in, a, in like committing different crimes like drug crimes which I'm putting in quotes yeah yeah I think like in the book it they in the book they like seem to be like they didn't they didn't have that much animosity like they kept in touch for a really long time like they were always like in touch with each other it it there's a similarity in the sense that the sister like has had drug related problems but in this case like in the book it just genuinely seemed like they were they were just in it together like there was no third third triplet like i, I don't do i did they killed their father in the book they didn't right no they no. just ran away or something or even yeah, yeah they just ran away i think okay yeah but, but, but their father is dead it's, yeah she she like stephanie only visited emily's mom right yeah i think maybe the mom had something to do with the dad's death 
Or did I just make that up? In the book? In the book, yeah. Because, like, I know the mom was, like, definitely had, there was something, something with the mom. Like, there was an issue with the mom. Wasn't the mom, like, in, like, she couldn't remember anything? Yeah, she had dementia. Yeah. But, like, I know that she was, like, abusive to her own kids, I think. Because that's why Emily was, like, angry at her mom for a really long time. Because, like, the mom was very verbally abusive to her growing up. Yeah. That sort of thing. But, like, yeah, they, they definitely had more of a connection. And then when she killed her or, like, contributed to her death in the book, it was, like, much more of a sad moment. But, again, Emily's an unreliable narrator. You, like, you can't, you don't know. Like, you, she's just telling you what you feel like you should know which I think in the movie it's hard to get across that unreliability like they had to do that thing where she was like telling Stephanie that oh yeah no my sister committed suicide but then they had like another like a scene where they were showing Emily actively killing her sister which is like the unreliable part but yeah yeah I think that's fair um basically the ending which we didn't really get to in the movie yet (laughs) is that um Stephanie and Sean the husband are kind of working together to put on this like act to get Emily to commit to like the fact that she killed her sister and her father and like is capable of all of this basically um and so she ends up like actually admitting it and they have this on camera on their blog which is more of a vlog like it's more of emily like talking to a video camera and like youtube kind of stephanie stephanie Stephanie, talking to a video stephanie sorry i'm sorry but i swear to god their name should be switched because their characters are more (laughs) stephanie feels like more of the evil person and emily is the sweet mom but anyways so yeah basically then emily is caught what the stereotyping. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Emily is then caught. Um, and yeah, she goes to jail and everything at the end of the movie. So yeah, I do feel like basically what I was talking about before was like, I, I get the whole unreliable narrator thing is interesting. But I also did like the fact that Emily was more straight up evil in the movie. Again, I don't think it was like, done well I still don't know like why she is the way she is or anything like that but I think especially with that scene of um her like sister dying in the book um I don't know like I was just kind of like why if you are so close to your sister and love your sister that much like she was you could tell that she was having conflicting feelings she didn't want her sister to die but it still felt like a little too much like she wasn't doing anything to stop her where I was like I don't know I think it just bothered me more and like Pooja referred to before it was like almost more evil that she did that but it was just like hard for me to I guess understand also because like I don't think we got much of like why she was going to such great lengths to do this and I just think you can make money in other ways like two million whatever million dollars is not that much money but I don't know those were my qualms oh no I totally agree um so I I feel like okay I I had qualms with Emily drowning her sister in the movie because again there wasn't a whole lot of rationale for it I mean 
they wait did, did they talk about the insurance thing because it's like bothering me that i don't remember whether they didn't they didn't in the movie they didn't talk about the insurance thing like even, even how, sean didn't know about this insurance thing but how did how was he supposed to know that she was alive or was he not supposed to in the in the movie it was definitely not like he like they were not in it together in the way that they oh. were so okay, yeah well, that's really confusing <laughs> but yeah i i agree there's no not enough rationale for like drowning her sister i mean i don't know i like i it, it that's one of the reasons why I didn't like that movie that much because there wasn't rationale for most things. I mean, like Stephanie moved in with Sean in the movie, but it was literally like so fast. Like you didn't like, at least to me, who who read the book and there was like this development and then there's the, like this back and forth of like, is this morally right? Is this, am I a horrible person? Um, to to the movie where it's just like it's like emily dies we have sex bam we're living together it was like there was no there was there wasn't even a, a like inner struggle about we're being bad people because of this it was just like i don't know it really bothered me that's i feel like there's a lot of instances in the book where it's like you're just supposed to follow it and not ask any questions and like there's no development in it at all you mean the movie yeah i meant the movie i said the book i meant the movie do do you wanna what were you saying (laughs) okay the plot didn't really make sense because they were trying to contrast Emily's love for Nikki with her love for her sister but then also saying that like oh it's okay for sister dies because then like I don't have to see her in pain and then I can see my son again but I think it's not as simple as that and they made it like feel really simple um and yeah I didn't really love that I agree yeah I I guess I totally forgot about the whole like sorry sorry (laughs) no I was just gonna say I I I didn't like I think that's a really good point about the contrasting the love for son versus love for sister I think they in the in the um in the movie at least they kind of like made I don't know they she seemed such like I I understand like how she's like moms have very different ways of showing affection to their children however they didn't really make it a point in the movie to show that she and her son have like such a special connection like for the most part she seems to just be like I don't know like there was like a part where like Blake Lively was like oh my kid like whatever blah 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 like I guess I'll pick him up from school whatever like I don't know she didn't necessarily seem like that invested that she was gonna like obviously again like we don't know their relationship like moms have different ways of expressing emotion but in the book they kind of went out of their way at least we heard from Stephanie's perspective that like 
Emily was this like doting mother. Like she she had like much more of a special connection with her son. And like that kind of like drove her to do a bunch of stuff. In here, like you barely, you don't see that backstory of like her like and her husband working so much that they don't get to see their kid. And therefore like using that as the justification for why she would kill her own sister is like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I just feel like, again, this is like rehashing kind of what Sarah was saying earlier of like, this movie does not have a lot of rationale. And if you didn't read the book, you wouldn't necessarily feel anything for any of these characters or understand their motivations to do anything. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally see that. And I also think like in the movie, I just think she was honestly, yeah, I couldn't really find like if she, Oh, I was looking up that. I did find out that the whole insurance scam thing, they did mention it in that Emily had taken out li- like her life own life insurance. Um, that was like $4 million. And then when she came back to tell Sean in the movie, like she was like, oh, like I did this because like I, you know, my sister is dead and I did this because this, but I don't think like, I don't know. It doesn't seem very clear definitely what her plan was like if she planned to kill her sister but it was more like she didn't really like her sister and she just like seems like a person who does not like like more of a sociopathic personality where it's just like I don't know like she has a history of actually killing people whereas I I do think the book did an okay job of like putting the you know rationale behind it and like I do like what Mahima was saying before it totally makes sense I think like the book tried to do some things but I just think that's like why I didn't like the book it was because I didn't feel like they like totally made sense and um yeah I just felt like her also the point of her like love for Nikki but like she's literally going to like you know like her son what is her son gonna think her son was grieving for like months thinking that his mom died and stuff like that so I don't know it was just like all like did it make sense you know and it was like the book was trying to make it make more sense and I don't think I got as much of like what is wrong with Emily that like her motivation was all like money and things like that but it didn't really go not that the movie did this but it did not seem to explain like why she has these kind of dumb solutions to their problems like I don't know but um yeah I also think personally because I also read the book first and then like went into this movie with super low expectations I was like okay yeah like I know we're not gonna get good explanations for things but uh, another thing we haven't really mentioned yet, um, unless people have other things on this topic, is Steph, no, Stephanie, yeah, I did it right this time, Stephanie's whole background. Yeah, Wait, I, I need to spend 20 minutes talking about this with it, <laughs> because I just, like, I, okay, see, I have mixed feelings. This is why I need to spend 20 minutes talking about this, because I have mixed feelings. Number one, I kind of loved Stephanie because I hated her so much, but she was so entertaining to read. (laughs) Because she was, okay, basically, 
this bitch is a doormat okay and she's like has this insane past the big you know taboo secret here about stephanie and the reason why i don't know she has like all of these she she kind of like slowly reveals herself throughout the throughout the book so like you start off being like oh she's this like nice mom or whatever um and then you find out that like she like had she was like in love with her half brother um and she like had sex with her half brother so incest there's a lot of incest here and then she not only that her son is actually like hers like her her and her half brother's son um not her and her husband's son like she basically carried on this affair with her half brother while also being married to her husband and then her son is her half brother's son and they're like her husband ends up kind of like getting a feeling that she's having has a relationship with her half brother and then uh he kind of like questions her and she's like no and then there's this kind of like an argument or whatever and then she kind of suggests that he and her half brother go get something at the store i think it's like go get some food from the store or something and then they end up in a car crash and they both die um and then she like I don't know there's like she kind of has this one feeling she hints at like feeling kind of relief that she doesn't need to have like an actual discussion about this and like confront the fact that she's basically participated in incest for most of her life on the other hand she's very upset that her half-brother and her husband died like that's crazy um but yeah but I think like that I don't know like I I just she Stephanie was so unhinged and like you know from you kind of get that sense like of like someone who's like very two-faced from the beginning and I kind of like that I just found it so entertaining to read about I was like this girl like she is crazy <laughs> uh and like I don't know like I liked how she like she kept getting like slipping up and like showing her underneath the facade and whatever and she's like such a doormat and just like believes everything but like you know that there's this other side where she's like doing all this crazy stuff as well so it's just such an interesting contrast between both sides of her personality they're so contradictory and you're just like who are you like what are you doing and I don't know I just found that such an interesting thing to read about in the movie I was legit like why did Anna Kendrick take this role like <laughs> she could have done so much better she's so funny like she's such a uh, like comedic good comedic actress and I was like why is she doing this she could have gone into some other interesting role like what the hell but anyway those are my thoughts um i'm curious to hear everyone else's okay i will say that i think anna kendrick was the perfect cast are you joking oh my god she i will i don't know what else i've seen her in really but wow was she perfect like it almost makes me feel like she gets cast in that sort of role often because she's so good at it or maybe she's just a really good actress she's really good okay I do agree she made the role of Stephanie much funnier than she is in the book like she had she has like a little bit of that like awkward energy Mm -hmm. like the actress Anna Kendrick has the awkward energy and like she just like kind of made Stephanie like a little bit more awkward and funny whereas like in the book she's just like completely a doormat um I don't know. I just feel like she could have made she she's so much better as a comedic actress. 
and I feel like I don't need to see her in this incest role you know <laughs> okay I, I'll take your word for it because I haven't seen her in in much else but I thought in this movie she did great for what she was asked to do I guess um also the part that you were like um that you were like hinting at like where um uh Stephanie tells like the husband and the brother like oh go get something I think that part in the book is hilarious because she says like so they make a bet on something and then the loser of the bet has to buy like has to go to the smokehouse to like buy meat for like a barbecue and hilariously Anna Kendrick after they pass away is like and that's why I went vegetarian and I was like what that is like that is truly putting like one thing and another thing together in a way that makes no sense I thought that was so silly <laughs> that is so funny I completely forgot that I like I was thinking like it would make sense if she said I never drove again like you know like if you husband and brother die in this car crash it makes sense they're like she's like and I never touched meat again <laughs> that's actually hilarious oh my god yeah yeah I I also totally forgot about that um but like wait wasn't the whole bet thing not real like it was she made up that story and yeah. then okay okay but yeah, she is like, vegetarian she is vegetarian for some other reason wait she made up that story oh my gosh oh because it was actually over the affair yeah and like oh my gosh I'm so I can't believe I'm still getting shocked by this book (laughs) what's going on yeah I do think things like that like I thought that was an interesting thing that happened like getting to what Pooja was talking about with the whole like unreliable narrator part like I do like when you think something is true but it's not actually true in this kind of way um so this was definitely one part of the book where I liked that obviously I didn't like the incest part of it but like I don't know I do think the whole Stephanie background was was more interesting than I don't know everything that happened with with Emily first of all I was like if you want to bring a whole twin sister thing into this like why like you could have done so many other things to move books in so many other directions first of all you did not have to make it a twin sister situation um I did okay I think Sarah was getting at this before but I also reread the movie summary and realized the whole like basically her sister was like um didn't like they had ran away from home after they set the fire on like with their house they were supposed to reunite but her sister didn't show up um and she was like addicted to drugs and then basically was trying to manipulate um Emily into (laughs) into like um giving her money and stuff which I think Sarah you alluded to that before and then she killed her and everything but yeah anyways going back to Stephanie I think yeah I think Stephanie with like I don't know I think I just maybe didn't like the fact that she was I I was so mad at her in the end when she was like going along with Emily's plan and stuff like that I don't know like 
I just feel like if she is more of a not so innocent person not to say that I don't think it made total sense in the book because it was more of the case where I think she was not so innocent in that she was like capable of doing things that you wouldn't expect out of like a personality like hers um but yeah I guess like in the book it was like she did do the whole thing where she lied about like she did she does lie about her backstory and like you know the whole thing with her son not actually being her like ex-husband's I don't know I just feel like after all of that the fact that she didn't have something like the ending of the movie where she did kind of get more of like revenge and you know basically got Emily in trouble for everything like I don't know nothing like that happened at the end of this book so I I felt like the book was unsatisfying because of that especially because like I don't know Stephanie was the character we were really following so I don't know I guess I was unsatisfied with the fact that she didn't win (laughs) I I have a thought (laughs) so I I do feel like I understand the the whole thing with the unsatisfying ending in terms of like Stephanie essentially has no arc she's kind of just there in the book not there like she I don't know she doesn't have any like redemption arc or some sort she never like overpowers Emily she's always kind of like the doormat throughout the entire thing however I do think it would be inconsistent characterization to have her one-up Emily in the book because I feel like they made her a lot more obsessive of Emily in the book than they did in the movie like you realize like from the get-go she she is someone who like wants Emily's life like she goes she like she wants her life she keeps talking about how she like misses her husband and like misses like having the three of them together and she sees Emily and Sean and their son and she like also wants to kind of like adopt her son and it's like this whole and she keeps talking about how she wanted two sons but like she only got one and then she she like lusts over her husband and then ends up like sleeping with her husband and then it's like She's like slowly inching her way into her life. And yes, she has these like moral dilemma conversations on her blog, but like really it's not that much of a moral dilemma. She's just kind of like, she's like slowly taking over parts of her life. So like, she's just so obsessed with her so that when she actually returns, she'll essentially do whatever she says. Like it it doesn't matter. If she did, like to me, if like Stephanie started like, taking matters into her own hands and she like schemed with Sean and like did stuff and like ignored Emily I don't know it just would be to me it would be inconsistent with like how she's been set up so far but that's what I think but I agree with the whole thing of like it's kind of unsatisfying because it's like did you learn nothing (laughs) yeah I guess I never considered that in the book Stephanie wouldn't be able to outsmart Emily but I just wish there was like I don't know that Emily didn't always win I mean in I think in the book it's like she points the police into Stephanie's direction but you never know if like Stephanie's gonna take the fall for the murder or if the police are gonna figure out that it was 
mainly Emily that well that Emily was the one that killed him and then Stephanie helped but I don't know I just I guess it makes sense but to me it was like a little confusing that someone like this I guess obsessed with their kid would be willing to go to these lengths to like be an accessory to murder and then like you're a single mother like what is gonna happen to your kid like everyone in your family is dead so the kid is gonna go into foster care or something and to me it was weird that she would be perfectly willing to be in an accessory to murder and risk losing her kid and putting him in the system just because Emily was like we should do this yeah I actually didn't think about that I've I feel like yeah honestly the whole like kid consideration was not a part of like this whole part of the book which is weird when like her obviously her blogging is all about like being a mother and stuff but yeah I also I mean what you were to what you were saying before Pooja like I do think so I think there were like two things with one she was like slowly taking over Emily's life and becoming Emily in a sense um she like tries on her clothes and stuff like that um yeah, that happens, I think, in both the book and the movie. I'm, like, picturing stuff, but now when you watch movie, it's, like, you picture the stuff in the movie. But anyways, I think, yeah, like, there's that part of it, but I think that is more motivation to, like, it's not even, like, she's doing anything, like, very bad actively to Emily. She's just, like, turning Emily in for what she actually did. So I I think wanting her life is motivation for her to like go against Emily and basically be like okay now like I feel more empowered I guess that like being living in your house living your life like it almost like you just like become that person so you feel a little more confidence I guess like I feel like that's definitely how it went in the movie but I think also the fact that like it did seem like she worshipped Emily more in the book and it was like I mean you could just tell kind of like their relationship I guess like kind of in the movie too but like I don't know it's like that vibe of like you're just like oh my god like this person is so cool and I would like do anything for them and I don't know but even with all of that yeah I feel like it was weird because I also think in that situation that she was in like I think what happened was something like she literally killed um, the insurance agent and like Stephanie was just in that situation. Like she almost had no escape to get out of being an accessory to her like murder because she was in that like spot, like kind of, I feel like Emily almost trapped her in that situation, but I still think like she, she did a lot more than she had to. Like, I think she could have gotten out of that so I don't know I I also agree that like it just I don't know I I can't really figure out what would make more sense but I do think because she had spent so many months without Emily that should make a difference even if Emily comes back I just 
feel like they're like she shouldn't have just reverted back to her like doormat character so I see what you're saying but I also think that like in the in the several months that she wasn't like Emily wasn't around Emily's presence is still everywhere right like you have been like she has inhabited her entire life I think it's more like I I agree with the whole worship thing like I think it's kind of like an obsession worship like combination happening where she is like I just want everything that is Emily's and like we know that this character has no self-control or like no like genuinely like doesn't really understand like you know what is socially acceptable and what isn't like she kind of does but not really and then like she's also like just falls into this whole thing that Emily's like we know Emily's also manipulate like is a manipulator like she will manipulate Stephanie to do whatever she wants and like the whole thing of like Emily being like oh I found the perfect person to do this because she's like nosy but then also she you know really likes me and I've kind of won her over to do everything like we know she's charismatic and all that sort of stuff as to Sarah's point I think that's a really good point about like Emily or Stephanie is like this like really good mom and like she would just not even think about her kid when she's doing this but then I'm also like well in that type of situation like if a manipulator is like manipulating you that much in the moment you probably aren't thinking of anything else you're just like oh I just want to do like what if like it's like if you do worship her like you're not thinking of anything you're just like oh yeah I'll do whatever you say like you're God like you tell me to do something I will do it like she's like that she's like so obsessed with Emily to the point where she will not even like pay attention to her responsibility with her child but I don't know and I just think that just makes like this character just such a weird character to read about and makes it more entertaining at least to me that's what I thought you guys have any other thoughts <laughs> um okay i have a i have a question so you know how in the book they they like they talk about this painting of two girls or something or this picture of two girls and at that moment i saw this twin thing coming however they made it seem so shocking that she had a twin in the like her husband didn't realize she had a twin like Stephanie didn't realize she had a twin like no one realized she had a twin but then I was like "Uh, that's so like that's so dumb like this man like you're telling me your wife puts a photo of two girls in your house and you won't realize that she has a sister I don't know about that I feel like I have a picture of twins I I think like as a reader it's definitely like here's the obvious like this is a twin thing but you can have a picture of anything and it doesn't mean that you are you can like ask like where is this from like oh this girl kind of looks like you (laughs) I thought okay I think it's two two random twins it's not her no it is her no it's it's a random painting it costed a ton of money it's a famous painting but it's not her yeah they justified it as like an investment like oh sean will just see it as like an investment and like he'll trust that i've made a smart decision with our money 
and not like connected at all to like the emotion behind why she might choose the painting. Anyway, I saw that twin thing coming though. I saw <laughs> it as soon as they mentioned the painting. I was like, she has a twin, doesn't she? Also, my opinion on the whole twin thing, which Harshini kind of said before, of like it kind of being very simple, like that to me feels like such a cop out of like. It was all a dream, like that sort of ending. That's what the twin thing felt like to me. And then yeah. when you added a triplet in there, I was like, are you joking? Yeah, that's <laughs> a joke. Like they tried to make a simple favor, a comedy in the movie. Like they should have just leaned into it more. Just give me all the cliches. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the, so the painting in the movie is actually her but I honestly didn't realize it it's really hard to tell in the movie but it's basically I just laugh at like the way that I described this like picture to Pooja which is like if you put the camera like down by your legs and take a picture of you then it's like that but naked so that was actually a picture of um Blake Gladley of Emily like not Emily her twin sister um but yeah, and like, that's kind of the whole thing that I guess triggers Stephanie and finding out. So I think in the, in, I don't know. I mean, I guess like in the movie, it could have like, Sean could have been like, oh, your hair was different and you took this picture and put it in our living room. But honestly, that's such a weird picture to put in the living room with your kid in it. Like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I, I would be friends with people who did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I had an unrelated thought, but Sarah, did you have a thought related to the books? Yeah, I was gonna say it's art, but I guess it is a little weird. Okay, I yeah, I guess that was a little harsh. I but I do think I do think it's weird. It's just like I don't know. But anyways, go ahead, appreciate Okay, I so this is like slightly, this is off topic, completely off topic. But you know how like the whole plan in the book and I guess in the movie is that Blake, Blake, Blake okay, Emily, <laughs> Emily like purposefully befriends Stephanie, right? She sees something in her and she's just like, yes, I want to like win her over to because she will help me with my plan. However, if you really think about it, I don't understand why she is necessary for this plan if Stephanie or like if Emily is supposed to die but like not really die and then they're supposed to collect this insurance money and then she's supposed to go like really what was Stephanie's purpose in this fish. plan? Fish. In case anything goes wrong you just blame her or if you need help you just ask her. Ask her. But I still think, think, sorry, no, you go ahead, go ahead, yeah. But it was, um, she, I think she said something about like, oh, like, you know, when I die, this like woman will take care of my kid. Or, like, I guess she just, really? that's Sean. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, also, in reality, we should be asking, what is Sean doing here? He's absolutely useless. I yeah, know he is. Uh, yeah, honestly, like if she's gonna die, collect the money, like um, shouldn't her husband be the one to take care of it? Like, I understand, like, 
who are you blaming stuff on like what what are what would you possibly blame any like wait you also you also need sean to be gone because otherwise they'll just be like he might have killed her yeah like i don't understand like what your plan has flaws Emily. <laughs> like no, no, no. that's why he she needed stephanie to take care of nikki and for sean to be out of the country so there's no question about him killing emily but i also think there could have been a way for her to like be in a cabin and it's like Sean's at home taking care of the kids. I guess there's no one to completely verify that, but I don't know. She could just she could have a neighbor that like is able to do that. But. Yeah, like couldn't she just hire a babysitter? Like I don't understand why you have to do this. Like she literally, what she could have done if she wanted to do this whole plan was that she could have like said that she was on a business trip and then a freak accident happens while she's swimming at the business trip and she kills her sister and does the thing like i understand why she needed to like go through this whole process of like becoming really close to stephanie and like finding out her secrets and then revealing some secrets and then blah 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 and this whole thing and i was like it was understand yeah but i she didn't she didn't know she was gonna use i don't know what her original plan was but i thought she didn't know she was gonna use her sister because she only used her sister because her sister randomly called her up and was like i'm at the cabin how convenient that she has a twin sister and is doing insurance fraud. <laughs> it's a book. Dude, you know what my other question was? No one's going to search for the sister. Yeah, no, that's that's totally true. And it's like, impossible. Well, they did. That's why the insurance guy was like, we found out you she has a twin sister and things are a little fishy. Yeah, I was, but it's like also really convenient that she has a twin to do the insurance fraud to begin with. All right, you could say that a lot of about a lot of books. A lot of books have that convenient factor. I know. I was like, I get. I at the end of the day, I still I was entertained. Like I the twin thing, I was like, fine. We're leading into the we're leading into all of the cliches today. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, I, it, yeah I'll forgive it it's okay I think it's interesting that they decided to make this book into a movie like what about this book is so different I, they they could have made so many other good thrillers into movies exactly Maybe they were because it is like presented as like this gone girl kind of vibes. They were like, oh, that was a really popular story. Like we can make this mm-hmm. work. Dude, okay. I We had this discussion about gone girl recently. <laughs> I, to be like completely frank, like I think the book and the movie are both fine. Are they the best things I've ever read? No. However, I do think they're both better than this book and movie. Bro, you literally rated the book yeah five stars no i'm saying like objectively i'm for what i'm saying like i think i was entertained in by both books like i think they're both good however i think objectively speaking gone girl is a better book okay but do you don't you think your rating scale is like a little flawed then dude i don't see like i don't even honestly if i didn't like if I really don't like a book, that's when ratings come into play. If I don't mind a book, if I don't really give a shit, like if 
if if the book entertained me from start to finish and I was like, okay, fine, then like five stars. Like dial A for aunties. Like I five stars. It entertained me. Is it like a very riveting book? Like half, no. the, half the books on this podcast should be five stars from you then. No way. There are certain, if I feel bored during a book, if I keep putting it down because I don't want to read it, it won't get five stars. Like I read this like riveted. I was like, yes, I want to see this shit show unfold (laughs) in this book. See, this for for a person like you, this is why they made the movie. (laughs) The movie wasn't riveting enough. I fell asleep, dude. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, they mess up the movie, but I think that is like, I think they... I, I mean, I don't agree with the fact that this was made into a movie over other books, but I do think it, like, had the potential to be, like, I don't know. I, I think there could have been a way to take this plot and make it a better movie, but yeah. it definitely went the opposite direction. Now that, like, I went through this whole conversation, I see what you mean. I feel like I just really didn't like the book, and then the movie, I was like, okay, like, I have low expectations, but... I can see what you guys mean about liking the book better. Um, I still don't like either, though. So. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I don't, I wouldn't, yeah, the movie is pretty not good. <laughs> but I wasn't as, sorry, I wasn't as entertained by the book as Pooja. Like, I think the first half where it's, like, mostly Stephanie, like, was not that thrilling to me. And then it got, and then the second half was really good. Well, really good let's just say relatively (laughs) (laughs) but the first half like that's why I think even on your scale Pooja I don't know how it gets five stars because I think the first half was like a lot slower like I think the pacing was really different I just liked um listening to Stephanie being like she was so inconsistent like she was so like oh like I'm such a nice person but in reality I'm like I have all these dark secrets or like I'm such an open book but like in reality I have a lot of these skeletons in my closet like I don't know I just found it I don't know why I just found it interesting I this was like if a book like if I if from start to finish if I like enjoy reading it and like it is riveting to me it gets five stars I'm a simple person (laughs) I don't think too much. If I keep putting a book down because I'm like not engaged, then I'm like, this is not going to get five stars. It'll get four. Like, if something really pisses me off, then it'll get a low rating. But for the most part, if I read the whole thing fast, five stars. It came, it came what it said. It did what it said it would do. I just still have qualms because I know you've read other books fast, but you had, but I'm sure you didn't like something. But it's fine. it's fine. Which one? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Which no, one? it's okay. It's okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but does anyone else have anything about this podcast or this book? What do you guys think of the incest ball line? Okay, I didn't mind it because I feel like it made Stephanie have more depth. Otherwise, she would have literally nothing other than, oh, my God, Emily, my friend. And that would be it. Like, 
oh, I love my kid. Maybe you could add that. Yeah. But there's nothing like entertaining about her character otherwise. It made her slightly more interesting. Yeah, slightly. I agree. I think it also made her slightly more interesting. I was like, ooh, she's a brother fucker. <laughs> Yeah, the way that they, I don't, yeah, they definitely did not do the whole brother fucker thing in the book. But the way they did that in the movie was entertaining. See, in those ways, like I was, I think I was more entertained by the movie. Um, but I think there's also some things, some things that you just like work better in a movie. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I wish, um, I want Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick to come in and we'll be a different movie together. Yeah, yeah. This this like cast had a lot of promise, so they can make another movie <laughs> and based on maybe another book that is more interesting. Okay, so that was our season three, episode one on a Simple Favor by Darcy Bell, plus the movie. Um, so next week, we will be reading a book called Notes on an Execution by Danya Kukovka. Um, I don't know. It's apparently a gripping and atmospheric work of literary suspense that deconstructs the story of a serial killer on death row. Um, yeah, I just pulled that sentence out of my head. No, I'm kidding. I read that right off Goodreads. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's hopefully from what the summary seems like, it seems like a story told in a different way through like mini stories about this like serial killer and kind of the women in his life. Maybe that he's killed. Maybe that, you know, are also just like his other like relationships. So hopefully it's good. It has a good rating on Goodreads. Um, but I'm hoping for, I don't know if it's like a throat, like really a thriller vibe or more just like, I don't know, spooky murder stories. But we'll see. Hopefully season three goes up from here. <laughs> Maybe for Pooja, it'll stay at five stars. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.